So, Shelly, today's episode is episode number 69. (laughs) (laughs) I am so excited. Uh Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I'm not as excited as you. You never are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's true. But it's like, do I enjoy myself or concentrate on what I'm doing. You go back and forth. It's complicated. It is. It's really complicated. It is. Just, but yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, on today's episode 69, um, Diana. She joins us. She joins us again and she asks us some questions. You know, you know, I've only been begging her to come back on the show for like the last two months. And we got her. Yeah, she just wanted to show up in person, and that is still not really an option. Yeah. So we all I, got fucked by COVID. Yeah, so. I talked her into recording remotely. Mm-hmm. So the audio might be not as great as it would be if she was here in studio, but we are making it work, everybody. It's COVID. That's right. We also have a he said what coming from, of course, General Conference. Of course. And Mary tries to stump Diana and I with a foam pod. Tries. We'll let the listeners decide. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Mm -hmm. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex Mormon gay girl trying to figure out her quarantined life. Mm -hmm. Fucking COVID. Yeah. What's your name? Mary. And I'm Shelly. Still during COVID? Still in episode 69. Yeah, you're excited about that. I'm still Shelly. You are still Mary. We are still in lockdown. (laughs) We somehow still love each other and love each other's company. Mostly. Mostly. We've gotten a little snippy here and there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It happens, but I still adore you, baby. I adore you. Do you? I do. Okay. It's tough when you're around the same person (laughs) 24-7. Yeah. Day in, day out. (laughs) All day. All day. Fucking, uh-huh. I'm kidding. I, you know, I would rather be with you 24-7 than anyone else, and I really do mean that. I think that we're great together. Yeah, I concur with that. And I feel a butt coming I, on. No, huh? I was going to say, I feel the same way, but I was like, oh, that's just the saying the same. It's redundant, saying yeah. the same thing. It's well, why don't concur. you say it in a different way? Go. Oh, God, you guys. Seriously? <laughs> Shelly. Yeah. I can't think of anyone I said that. else oh. I would rather be confined with than you, my sweet love. Aw. Is it better? It melted me. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. Aw. It's guys... one of my love languages. Just tell me sweet things, baby. <laughs> I feel like I'm new at this, but I can I can work this out. I got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> love languages. Okay, that's so interesting. Words of affirmation are not as big a deal for me, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I wonder if anyone's done any studies into why people gravitate towards the love languages that mean something to them personally. I wonder... What sort of mean? Like, I wonder why this person is all about words of affirmation, or this person is all about physical touch. Like, I wonder what like is it psychology, environment, or is it just who you are? I just don't know why certain people have the certain ones and others don't. So it's tricky when you feel one way and you have certain love languages, and then your partner has other ones. Yeah, and trying to figure that out. So we have quality time in common. That's true. And we're getting plenty of time right now. Yes. (laughs) And physical touch is more for you than me, but it's definitely on my list for sure. I am not big on gift giving or words of affirmation, Mm -hmm. and I'm bigger on acts of service than you are. Right. Yeah. So I, like, live on words of affirmation. It feeds me. And Mary is not the best at giving it. 
And that's not because she doesn't have all these wonderful feelings towards me. She just doesn't think to say them because it doesn't, it's not big on what she needs. Right. right? And for me, coming from a person who doesn't need that. Yeah. It feels like it never is enough. Right. Like it's never, ever, ever enough. Yes. And we've had this discussion before. The more I just smother you, I guess, with these words of how much I love you and blah, 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 you feel a lot of pressure to return it. And mm-hmm. and so you're thinking that you're not giving me enough because I keep telling you these things and you haven't returned that to me. Is that? Well, it feels like a lot of pressure to come up with stuff when it's not my natural go-to. Right. And A, will it be sincere when it's not my natural go-to? Mm-hmm. And B, I could do it like a thousand times today and then you'll want a thousand more tomorrow. And it's well, just... Well, tomorrow I'd want a thousand and one, let's okay, be honest. Okay, exactly. So it just <laughs> never feels like enough, yeah, yeah. you know? No, for sure. So that's why it's difficult. We had a letter recently uh-huh. from Joanna. I think she goes by Joe yep. E, who proposes to her girlfriend. Like marriage proposals. Yeah. Oh, like constantly. Like on a weekly basis, if not more. Yeah. Yeah. So I think possibly words of affirmation might be her love language. <laughs> Joe, you can uh, correct us if we're wrong, but uh-huh. uh, she comes up with creative ways of asking her girlfriend to marry her all yeah. the time. Yeah. Not great. One of these days, Laura is going to take you up on it. I'm convinced of it. <laughs> I keep trying. Mm-hmm. Keep mm-hmm. trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in the reverse, Mary um, accepts love would be by me doing things for her. Mm-hmm. For example, like cleaning the kitchen or making dinner or something. And those are things, A, that I, in my mind, they don't seem like love to me. Possibly because as a Mormon wife and mother, these are things I had to do. Those are the only acts of service that mean well, sure. something to me. So, for instance, when you volunteer to take the dogs out mm-hmm. and I can do whatever else and you're just taking that on, yeah. I love that. Oh, so I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I love that. I didn't know that because you don't say it. Because <laughs> words aren't my thing. Exactly. <laughs> if you were to ever say, oh my gosh, Shelly, it means so much to me that you take the dogs well, out all the time. sometimes I say thank you for taking the dogs out. But I don't go overboard. With yeah, it. I need overboard. Okay. <laughs> My personality is overboard, so I need some overboard. Like if I wake up first, I'll make us coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and I Or you that. vice versa. You'll do it too. And that's, I love that. And again, this is because this is who I am. I will say, thanks for making coffee. And typically on top of that, I'll be like, oh my gosh, this is the best coffee I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> can't be the best every single day. Of course not, but that's my like like over, you know, like, wow, this is so good. Thank you so much. I don't know how I'd wake up without this. Uh-huh. So it's almost like <laughs> yeah. that's the realm that I, I know. Work and in. I'll make dinner mostly. If we're gonna yeah. if we're cooking at mm-hmm. home, generally I'm in charge of dinner, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say that's accurate? Yeah. And so I'll say, Oh yeah, this is good. And you'll say, Oh my God, this is amazing. I'll be like, Yeah, it's pretty good. And you're like, it's amazing. <laughs> That's that's how I work. And it is. So when I come in for taking the dogs and you're like, thanks for taking the dogs. And I think it would mean something to me or it would register to me as words of affirmation if it was like, this is so helpful when you take the dogs out. Thank you so much. Like I had a lot to do and you just took so much off my shoulders. Thank you so much. So everyone listening, this is a little therapy session uh-huh. for didn't, us. We, we actually didn't have this written down. We were, <laughs> this was not an expected conversation, but. It's COVID couples therapy time. Yes. Then that might end up being a new segment if this COVID shit keeps on keeping on. Uh-huh. Mm. Raise your hand if you need couples therapy during COVID. All I'm the couples saying. are raising their hand. <laughs> it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. I will try to be more effusive. It's a big word. I like compliments. It. Mm-hmm. And I will, um, what do you need me to do? 
Do more acts of service. I will do more acts of service. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah, but when you go ahead and unload the dishwasher and then load it again without being asked, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like the man in the relationship. I really do. It depends. It depends on what we're talking about. That's very true. You see, I don't look at roles like that. That's true. I was kind of making fun of like the husband that doesn't gender. do shit around the house. Yeah. Yeah, because in that way, I guess, if you're going to assign gender roles, which I think is kind of silly, but I'm not emotional. Like That's you're true. just way more emotional I than I am. I am extremely emotional. Yeah. And so then I guess I'm the guy. But again, I think genders. <laughs> yeah. Why can't men be emotional? Why can't women be? And some be? men are For super sure. emotional. And it is awesome and cry. Like, feel free. Or some men are emotional and they don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And they lash out in different ways. Also true. It's so funny that we assign these traits as um, a gender. Well, we I think, yeah, it. and unfortunately, it can be rather accurate only because we haven't completely moved away from this idea of men don't cry. I mean, we slowly are as, as you know, millennials and Gen Zers and everything. But coming back from like the boomer generation, men didn't cry. Mm-mm. I know. So instead of being able to cry, mm-hmm. they express that emotion in different ways. Right. I just don't display big swings of emotion. I'm pretty even it's keel. True. Yeah, it's well, not I, like I don't process. I handle things. the mood swings. Like that's my thing. Don't take you my handle thing. them. Meaning, in a relationship, I'm the one who's in charge of mood swings. <laughs> okay. I, I do the mood like, swings. Like, how are we handling? Oh, that? I don't handle it worth a shit. <laughs> I just do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to assign gender to any of this stuff. Yeah, no, you're because right. everyone's different. Yep, and the way we process um, our emotions. Every situation is completely different. Mm-hmm. If you need somebody in a crisis, I am your go-to. Yes. But I've had experience with that from yes. a young age. Yeah, You were my go-to in my crisis. That's how we met. That's how we fell in love. And I lean on you for that because my life is typically a crisis. <laughs> well, and the other thing that happens is it's hard for you when you're in the moment and all these things are happening, it's hard for you to have hope yes. that it's going to be better. No, for sure. Yeah. So, for instance, we've been house hunting recently. Mm-hmm. We finally found one that we we rent. Yeah. It's way too expensive in D.C. To buy a house. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think we have enough down payment money no, between no, the two. No. No, no. Or income. <laughs> bottom line. Yeah. yeah. Houses are so expensive. They are. I mean, to get a decent house, you have to probably spend a million bucks. Oh, basically, you're either in a very small, like 1950s home that has yeah. not even been renovated. Right. And you're looking at a half mil. And generally, people buy those houses for the lots, yeah, and they tear, tear them down, down and put up these million-dollar mansions on them. Yeah, multi-million. Right. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And so we've been in this house search for a while, about a month or so. A couple months, I would say. Okay. Yeah. We finally found one. Mm-hmm. But every time we would get close, Shelly would get her hopes way up. Oh, God, yes. Up. Yeah, And huge. then if it fell through for whatever reason, we were outbid or the people decided to stay or what have you. Yeah. Shelly would just be dashed and she would feel like this is never going to work out. It's We're never, never going to get home. We're never going to get a place. As soon as they go on the market, people are clamoring to get them. And you just Which is all hope. true, by the way. I didn't know this was a thing, but people around here, they'll look for a rental and say one rental is, you know, 3000 a month. And they will apply and say, I'd be willing to pay yeah. 3200 a month. I didn't know that was yeah. a thing. We had to pay a little bit extra yeah. than we were willing. But Think of all the things we wanted that were on our list. We got them all. You wanted a fenced yard. Got it. You wanted um, a two-car garage. Got it. What else did you want? 
fenced yard garage. You didn't want as many stories. Yes, I didn't want split level or like townhome style stairs, which is what we are in now. You didn't want to be in a townhome. Didn't want to be in a townhome. You wanted a freestanding house. Yes. Yeah, got that. Got that. I wanted a renovated kitchen. Got it. The kitchen's badass. It is. Yeah. I wanted it to not be like a 1950s bungalow where the closets are too small and no, it's real is, dark. No, this looks like a, like a late 90s. Yes. Yeah. It's open. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I wanted like a sunken tub. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. The other two things that were kind of on a wish list, but I didn't speak them out loud. Oh, was what were they? A fireplace in the living room. Got it. And within a half mile or so of the uh, trail that we like to walk. Got it. Got them. We got them all. Got them all. Wow. I know. And only had to pay a few hundred more than we wanted. Like 200 extra. Yeah. So my point is, all those other ones that you were so devastated about, Mm -hmm. like crying. Oh, yeah. Devastated. Yeah. Thinking there's never going to be another one. This was the one. This was the one. That we could afford and that fits most of our things. Yes. And we lost it. Oh, and I also said, I know it's during COVID, but I want to look around in that place before we sign a lease. And the real estate agent, you know, we all kept our distance. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's worked a way out. better home than the one I was it's crying It's a way over. better place. Yeah. yeah. So that's my point. It's like there could be something better. Yeah. Hanging on to hope in mm-hmm. situations where it seems really dire. And You're really good at that, Mary. For you. It is very hard for because me. Because I don't have attachments in the same way yeah. that you do. Yep. I don't get attached to every single little thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not as disappointed when it doesn't work out. Because I'm like, oh, there's a million houses. There's going to be another house. Mary's good that way. I'm a freak. Because I live in the moment. It's true. Yeah. We're a good couple. I imagine if I were to be with someone more like myself, what a fucking train wreck it would be. (laughs) (laughs) We'd just be crying all the time, both of us, crying. (laughs) Crying and having no hope. (laughs) It would be horrible. (laughs) You're probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if I was like somebody—actually, I think I've been with someone like me, and it was a little— a little boring. A little bland. <laughs> it was a little bland. Yeah. So when you complain about my massive mood swings, it's like, well, at least it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. You keep things interesting, baby. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if we wrapped up this part of our therapy session. Wow. Yeah. That um, that just happened. <laughs> just didn't mean for that happened. to happen. Who knew? Nope. That's yeah, funny. Should we get on to whatever you wanted to talk about with General Conference? Yeah, I wanted to jump into a he said what. Oh, um, my goodness. Obviously. So, Dieter Uchtdorf. What a name, eh? Well, he's German. Dieter, you think? Uh, yeah. He has always been like the progressive one in the Quorum of the Twelve, which how you can really be progressive is beyond me. Um, but he's typically been the one to talk more about Jesus loving everyone and everyone's accepted but before we get into all that, do you want to do the intro? Oh, my God, yes. Do you want to go high and I go low? <laughs> you want to do it in one or three? Three. You go high, I go low. <laughs> okay. Or do you want me to go high this time? You go high. Oh, my God. Let me, let me sit up straight so I get that note. <clears throat> that note that's undecided. Yeah, I never know what it is until <laughs> no. I get there. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. Okay, you ready? <clears throat> one, two, three. He said, but, good. Sorry. It's never good. Mm. It still counts. We're going to do it. We're going to talk about what Elder Uchtdorf said. So like I was saying before, he's typically the one that's like saying the loving Christy things. And in this talk, he was doing the same thing. He's like, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves everyone. Regardless, Jesus loves you, which is fine until he said, even those who reject him. So now he's talking about the people who have left the church. I see. Clearly. 
even those who reject him, even those who, like a headstrong, unruly child, become Mm -hmm. angry with God and his church, Mm. pack their bags and storm out the door, proclaiming that they're running away and never coming back. Mm -hmm. So fucking condescending. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I bolted. Not from that church, but from church. Yeah. Yeah. So to reduce ex-Mormons or ex-religious people to just unruly children who are like, I'm packing my bags and never coming Mm -hmm. back, is just so belittling and shows a clear misunderstanding and not even trying to understand the reasons that people leave religion. Oh, yeah. So fuck you. Mm -hmm. Um, That was not nice. Right. It was not understanding. It was not loving. It was very douchey. (laughs) And because of this, we, as in Mary, has made a t-shirt that says hashtag unruly child. Yeah. So run, do not walk. To our website, if you would like that, it's latterdaylesbian.org slash shop. Check it out. You know what would be awesome? Tell me. If we could have a hashtag unruly child day where we get the shirts, everyone who wants one, and we take selfies and we post them all over the internets. Okay. Well, add that to your list, everybody. Okay. Let's let's make a date. That's all I got. That's it? I want to get Diana on. Well, why don't we go to a commercial break, and mm. then when we come back, we'll uh, hear from Diana. I think she has some questions she wants to ask us. Well, then we have some answers. Listener questions. Mm-hmm. All right. Be right back. Okay. We are supported by one damn good brew, apostate coffee. Specifically, the lesbian medium dark variety. A delicious roasty, toasty blend that's sure to make postal workers in remote Mormon towns super twitchy. (laughs) Yep, we have a firsthand account of that one. Sure do. This yummy java is roasted in small batches, so it's super fresh the moment it arrives at your doorstep. And hey, it's named after us, so that's reason enough to give it a shot. I know it. So ditch that grocery store crap and give the lesbian blend a try today at apostatecoffee.com. Mm-hmm. And we're back. I missed you, Mary. Did you enjoy that commercial break, Shelly? It was the best. I wonder what the commercial was. <laughs> I don't know. Was it seven-hour energy? I guess it's five-hour. Five. Seven would be over the top. <laughs> I want that 15-hour energy. Wait, uh-huh. that's called speed. <laughs> <laughs> we have Diana with us today. Woo, Hi, woo. friends. It's been so long. I know. I know. Well, you know, we have been doing our social distancing, so we're doing this remotely. Never mm-hmm. has time been more of a construct than right now. <laughs> oh, God. So true. <laughs> that is true. We've noticed that Mary and I have switched to COVID calendar, which means we sleep until like 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then we get up, we stroll into either my office or our studio around noon, and we work till like 8, 8.30. Mm-hmm. Come home, eat dinner, 9, 9.30, in bed by midnight, asleep by 1. It's, it's <laughs> The whole thing is shifted. That's weird. And I, you know, I would say that that's going to come back to bite you, but I mean, is it? Because this is not ending. No, it's become <laughs> our new norm. what life is. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely on the struggle bus. We are very lucky that we get to quarantine together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, example, we went for a walk and actually ran into, 10 feet apart, someone that I used to know from my old gym. And it was like, I couldn't stop talking to him. I just kept talking and talking and talking. He was talking and talking and talking. It was like... People. As you saw, when we FaceTimed earlier this week and Mary came into view, I started crying. You did. You <laughs> I literally up. You teared like... up. That's not an exaggeration. 
<laughs> I was just going to say, COVID is hard on extroverts. It's super hard. It is. And I, mm-hmm. like, I don't like to leave my house. That is true because I really like my house a lot. You're a homebound and extrovert. And I am partnered with an introvert, and he's my favorite ah. person to be with. And so we really mm-hmm. don't leave the house that much, but I have to get out of the house. I am one of the people who mm-hmm. somehow my job has been deemed essential. So I still am leaving the house for like a few hours every couple days. And it we got to pack that damn coffee. coffee. People need to drink. And it is Mm -hmm. like, it's saving me because as all of the articles that we all read all day long, every day, we're all stuck in our houses. And like, this is the best case scenario. Most (laughs) of us have a place to stay. We have food to eat. Yeah. We have Netflix to watch. And Mary and I are lucky. We have three different locations we can go to that are all safe and quarantined. I think that is Because we're the only ones who go there. Yeah. Yeah, but we still is. bitch about right. it. <laughs> no. like, we can't go out to eat. That's the thing is Mary and I fell in love at bars, yeah. bars and restaurants. <laughs> the fact that we can't sit at a bar and get wasted and make out in front of people, it's like, it's a little bit crushing. <laughs> well, you could just get wasted in your house and like Zoom random people. Could you do that? Can you just join like a random <laughs> Zoom party and be like. That's oh, called Zoom bomb. Oh, we could put that on our Facebook discussion page. Who would like, who volunteers this <laughs> Raise your hand. I mean. <laughs> to watch Mary and Shelly make out as if they're in a bar. Uh, baby, that's, that's a, a whole weird. different kind of podcast. Is that a Patreon tier? I have no problems filming porn. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> How did we go from kissing to suddenly porn? Because always, what, what happened? Mary, That's the natural progression. Always. You kiss. <laughs> you kiss, and then you film porn. And then you do it. And you film porn and make had have Zoom chats. Like, this is Funny. the COVID experience. It is. Funny. I know. We're, we, yes, we should fully acknowledge the privilege with which we are all sitting, and that is mm-hmm. that is definitely true. That is and, true. The people who are truly essential are keeping this world turning. So yeah. it's, it's very true. I know. Thank God for that. I know. It's also slightly comical to me that so many of us are bitching about all the weight we're gaining. <laughs> it's just so still American privilege. Yes. Like, and not all America, obviously, but privilege that we actually are getting fat during Well, COVID. and how much have you seen like these, don't worry about being productive. You don't need to be productive. Yeah. But capitalism obviously has us like churning in this hyper productivity. I have sort of right. flipped that around for my own self. I'm self-isolated with my partner and my three children. So for me, mm-hmm. productivity actually is essential because it's the only like release or I don't know, accomplishment. Like I am someone that is For partly sure, you driven have by to. that. And so I am doing projects around the house. I am getting stuff done. I am on Duolingo learning how to speak Spanish because I you are to. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think as human beings, most of us are kind of wired to progress. That's just kind of the human brain, I think. Not saying it's bad to just take a break from everything, but I'm the same way. If I have a day where I do nothing, the depression sets in. Uh, So I'm grateful that I still... Yeah, it is. I'm grateful that I still have my job at UC Places. Available on both Android and iPhone. I know. You know it's been great, though. <laughs> UC Places has hired Mary and I to create a podcast for them. And so that's been super fun. It's not released yet, so don't go looking. Yeah, but it we'll will let be. you know. But on days when I get some shit accomplished, I feel yeah. so much better. Mm-hmm. But that's not everyone. So everyone just is dealing with it however they Find can. Find the balance. I mean, I certainly sit on my couch, eat M&Ms, and watch Netflix. Yep. I'm like, we have Pop-Tarts? <laughs> I mean, basically, I'm just <laughs> finishing up whatever I'm finding. Uh-huh. But speaking of being productive, should we get back on track yes. with why we're all here today? Did we fly off the track? Weird. Oh, weird. Is we got derailed, huh? See, also, with like... <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no, a construct. A construct. The, the track all, we're construct. Just, we're, we're playing this <laughs> 
game that we've all agreed on, and here we are. That here life has meaning. Yep. Uh-huh. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. I still say we're just filling time between birth and death. Is that depressing? Easing the passage of time. This is, that's what yep. Ben says. He stole it from someone. It's not an original. But how do you choose to do that? Can we say enjoying the passage of time, please? <laughs> I feel like I am shoehorning uh, the passage of oh, time. Dear God. Yeah, I was gonna say. Sometimes I feel like uh, I have, like I'm in a in a grave with like a spoon. I'm like digging through the passage of time. Like that's not all the time. Dear God, that's not all the time. <laughs> that's a little dark. Well, you that's know, a little some dark. people might feel that way, and they need to know that there's someone else out there who feels the same. There you go. You are not alone. (laughs) You are not alone. (laughs) Okay, so the purpose of today's call, Diana has been doing a little investigative reporting, and she's going to ask us some listener questions. That's fun. They better be softballs. I am not ready to answer answer anything (laughs) difficult. Oh, there's a little bit of everything. Okay. All right. Before we get to that, though, we actually have a foom pod, and I am going to try to stump the two of you. You've oh, managed shit. everything yeah. so far. Should we say the so... word? That's true. We're we are zero for whatever. I don't know. I feel like you guys got really close on a couple of we them. We did. We did. Yeah. Got a half. Once. Can we cue music? Uh, yeah. Cue. Let's have Diana cue music. <laughs> oh, Diana, do you want to cue music today? Sure. I think she should. Go. Cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Ooh, that was so perky. I mean, mine's better, but we'll take it. <laughs> Shocker. Shocker that Shelly would make it into uh-huh. a competition. That's Shocker. right. <laughs> okay, today's fucked up Mormon phrase of the day is For all you new listeners. Haley H. Camel. What? <laughs> Camel. Like C-A-M-E-L? Like, yeah, like the, C-A-M-E-L. Like the animal. Like the animal. Or like the camel toe. I I mean, I was waiting for her to say toe, and then she never did. And I was like, what's happening? Just camel. Mm -hmm. And it's a Mormon thing? It's a Mormon thing, but clearly they don't mean like camel toe or Joe camel, because those would not be Mormon things. Does it refer to the animal at all? (laughs) No, I will give you one clue. Okay. It's an acronym. Oh, Oh, God. Seriously? Fucking with these. All right, I'm writing this shit down. C-A-M-E-L. Can you give us a rough time frame when this was around? Because I'm like, do I, I use old words? I don't know the time frame, but I can give you one other big clue. Okay. This comes from Especially for Youth Camp. Oh, no. Oh, God. Did you ever go to any of those, Diana? No. I never went to EFY. Yeah, me neither. My, one of my kids did once. I was going to say, I know tons of people who did, but I never did for some reason. Let's just make something up then. Okay. Call. Come. Kitten. I don't know. How about Come. And meet eternal life partner. Ooh, eternal life partner. Well, they would never life. say partner. They would never say it's partner. true. You guys are really cl- in the ballpark. You're we really are? close. Come yeah. We were Mormons. You've got, you go, okay. Levinson. Elder, Le- <laughs> <laughs> Elder you have, Levington, we want you. Diana, you got two of the <gasps> words right earlier, and it was eternal life. You got those oh. right. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So we've got that. Let's back it up. Are the first three wrong? The first three are wrong. Okay, so we got I remember life. I just said you only got two right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Is it a sentence? It's a phrase. It's a phrase. Of course, it's eternal life. Jeez, because this isn't enough. We have to make it this go isn't enough. for eternity. But only if you're good enough. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's eternal hell. Gotcha. Thanks, Mormons. 
Fuck, I give I up. Know yeah, I don't think you guys are going to get right. it. I'm a bottle in of uh, Blue Moon iced coffee uh-huh. blonde You're brew, about half so. a bottle in, so good excuse. Yeah. But I'm going right. to give you the buzzer. No, 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 no. Half buzzer. Okay, half buzzer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Camel stands for crush all my eternal life. Oh, my what? God. That's worse. <laughs> that is worse. Uh-huh. It's trying to make eternal life cool. <laughs> I don't even not. understand what that means. <laughs> I'm going to crush all. All my eternal life, like all lifelong, I'm going to crush it. Oh, you know what? I took it to mean someone that you were attracted to. They're my crush for all my eternal life. Crush all my eternal life. But maybe you're right. What was the name of the person who wrote in? Haley H. Clear this up for us. Clear this up. It could go both ways. Yeah. I mean, they're both bad, (laughs) but we want to know which one. Which way should we be interpreting this horrific phrase? Uh huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, or yeah. better or for worse, that's your phone pod. Right. Jesus Christ. Way to not crush that right. one. Uh, we, quarter, we quarter crushed it. We half crushed it. <laughs> you half crushed. <laughs> okay. Shall we get to the questions? Let's do it. Yes. Q&A time with Diana. Diana, what gave you the idea to ask questions of our listeners? I feel like people probably had questions, and I could not remember a time that you had done like an open forum Ask me anything, if you will. No, you're right. So mm-hmm. Yeah, we have not done that on the podcast. I just thought That's that true. would be fun. I sort of figured, and it probably will, I'm guessing, that there will be a question or two that will lead us off onto some other topic. Tangent? Or, yeah, tangent, whatever. Is there one that sticks out to you as the intro question? It does. Tomorrow, in this world in which time is a construct, so it doesn't oh, yeah. really matter when this is going to come <laughs> out, there's a, there's a Sunday that's called Easter. Mm-hmm. And there's is that the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus I mean, Christ? He's my Lord and Savior. I hope he's yours. <laughs> right. I mean, I need to accept him. So getting there. Are you <laughs> working on oh, it? Oh Jesus, I can take it so far, and I just am going to stop right there. When Easter mm-hmm. candy goes on sale, what um, is your favorite Easter candy to go for? I'd like both of you to answer this question. I'll chime in uh, if I have one, but I don't. This is this is entirely too easy for me. It is the Reese's eggs. The like Reese's a, cup, like a, but they're oh, egg okay, shape. Yeah, yeah, like the peanut butter cup. Yeah. I like to peel the chocolate off oh. with my teeth. Jeez. Okay. All of it and eat the chocolate first and then eat the bites of the yummy <laughs> um, peanut butter put center. You this on your Zoom call because that's going to get <laughs> pornographic. Absolutely. So <laughs> I am married to someone who considers himself to be a little bit of a peanut butter cup connoisseur. And the Easter egg and the Christmas tree are the yes. two best. There is something about the ratio of chocolate to yes. peanut butter that is superior to all other peanut butter cups. Let hmm. me let me explain it deeper because I know this answer. <laughs> yes. The normal peanut butter cup, the, the chocolate ratio is too large. And the ridged chocolate part on the top is too thick. Mm-hmm. It gets it's like hard. Hmm. Um wow. but with the egg or the um Christmas tree. It stays soft. It's yep. it's equal. It's equal thinness through the entire thing. It's easy to peel. And then what you're left with is the most amazing, like, three bites, three or four bites of this peanut butter purity. Mary, did you know that we were both partnered with people <laughs> who could talk about seasonal <laughs> peanut butter cups? 
as though it's a spiritual experience. Well, it is. It's the best part of Easter for Shelly. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Hell to the yeah. All right, Mary. I mean, that that and the fact that uh, that Jesus died for our sins. I mean, he is the Mm -hmm. reason for the season, so. (laughs) (laughs) I I thank him for the Reese's eggs. Right. Okay, there you go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for my Reese's egg experience. Mary, do you have a favorite Easter candy? I have a fantasy Easter candy because oh God. I want this in dark chocolate oh. all over my body. Is that what? Easy, Shelly. <laughs> you said it was a fantasy. I just assumed it included me. That's so wrong. How do we not know this about her? And her assumptions. <laughs> words that we need to uh-huh. steer clear of at all times. <laughs> fantasy. Mm-hmm. This is actually not an answer to the question because it said Easter. You have to pick I one. I have to pick one. Yes. I mean, you okay. don't have to. All right. I don't have one. Well, there you go. You I don't know. I don't like peeps. What can I tell you? Yeah. Peeps are only good if you let them sit out for like three, four days. So they're kind <laughs> oh, of hard. I actually do have an answer now that I think about it. Just a okay. traditional Cadbury egg. Oh, I, yeah. They're I can't. so you sweet. Don't like I can only eat half you, of one. No, yeah. You only eat half. Oh, okay. And the gooey, whatever mm. sugary thing in the inside. They're such a nostalgic food, I feel like. Okay, I think I like the malt eggs, like oh, the, the, the robin eggs. Robin eggs. The robin eggs. I yeah. hate those. You hate those? Because they're chalky. They're chalky. Yeah. Just the outside is maybe a little, it's a coating. It's like a whopper, and I don't like whoppers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like I'm more of a milk dud kind of gal. On the inside is just chocolate. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing. But I think they are called robin eggs. Here's the pr- They are. And here's the problem with America. <clears throat> <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. As it relates to Easter candy, I'm staying on topic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cadbury's eggs used to be a novelty, but they are yes. now available year-round. Are so they? we don't get excited about them anymore. Hmm. I can see them on the shelves year-round. Granted, there are more during Easter, but they're not just Easter. Hmm. However, the chocolate Reese's uh, peanut butter eggs... Only yes. at Easter time. Yeah. Reese's keeps a tight lid on those seasonal ones. Yeah. <laughs> so America kind of fucked with all of our overabundance. The Cadbury's eggs just fucking sit there year round. Yeah, but it can, can I tell you a little trivia? Yes. Go. Please. Isn't Reese's owned by Hershey oh, chocolate? Oh, boy. Probably. And they're probably all owned by Amazon. So how can we even? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, I was going to tell you some trivia about Hershey chocolate. Please do. The founder of Hershey in Hershey, Pennsylvania, Milton Hershey, was his name, was a relative of mine by marriage. Mm. Isn't that weird? Way in the past. Uh, that was a long time ago. Back in the day. Back in the day. Hershey candy is is inferior, but that's a whole. Oh, yeah. It is. The factory smells amazing. Mm-hmm. Sure. But the chocolate itself is very waxy. My yeah, favorite, not that anyone yeah. asked this question, but feel free to ask it so this is a preemptive answer. My favorite chocolate would be Belgian chocolate, like the shells that are both like mm, the white swirly yeah, browns, they melt in your mouth. Mm. Yeah, those are good. Or Ghirardelli, I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dark chocolate, once again. Is that American? I mean, I guess you could say they're American. They were um, Italian immigrants to San Francisco. Oh, well, shit, there you go. And you can tour the original factory or store or whatever. In there. San Francisco, yeah. yeah. Driven past it. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Who knew? The candy, the candy and the chocolate knowledge knew. that the two of you hold. <laughs> Question one, have we, and we have rambled for 30 minutes. <laughs> See, I knew this was With gonna, good information, I knew though. this was going to be fine. Was like, why? Maybe if we do one question per episode, we can fill up like 30 <laughs> fucking episodes. <laughs> COVID have, questions, have one a week. Have we uh, gotten through this candy question? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, tell Brother Ben that I love that he and I share I know. 
our Reese's chocolate egg and chocolate Christmas tree love together. I will yeah. tell him that. He'll be happy to Very know. bonded with that man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love him. He's the best. I miss hugging him and you, but him especially. I know. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, that first question was asked by a fellow by the name of Rick. So thanks for that question, Rick. Rick. Thanks, um, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Uh, someone named Lexi has asked, she would like, Hi, Lexi. she would like to know some job history, like shittiest job you've ever had, coolest job. And Shelly and I have not maybe as many answers as as Mary will. Mary has had the coolest jobs for sure. So I'm going to let her take this first. Is that okay? So the shittiest job is uh, selling vinyl siding. I think I only did that by phone. You were one of those? Only for like two weeks. I was I was in a drama class in high school and we were raising money to go to New York for, you know, just to see a couple shows and stuff and Mm -hmm. have like a senior class outing. And so I only worked for Two, three weeks. It was horrible. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Nobody actually fucking wants vinyl siding from salespeople. I'm just saying. Yeah. Nobody wants that. I think I've mentioned that on a podcast briefly. I also had that Jingles of Talking Ranger. Yes, that was actually kind of fun. favorite of your job history <laughs> stories. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. Yep. Probably the very coolest job, though, was working at Cartoon Network in Atlanta yeah. for a really long time, almost 20 years. Yeah, sure did. The Cartoon Network office is like a fucking huge college campus. I bet. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Pretty amazing. It seems yeah. like it would be fun. Even if the job was shitty, you could be like, but I work at Cartoon Network. That just right. sounds yeah. awesome. I still maintain it's probably the best job you could have in Atlanta. So mm. there you go. Hey, there you I go. like that. All right, Shelly. Yeah. I'm going to go in order. My first job was at Big Chill. Big Chill Frozen Yogurt, where I got fired because I was giving free frozen yogurt to my friends. Ooh, I've been (laughs) Um, fired from a job. Mary, have you ever been fired from a job before? I've been laid off. But never fired. Is that the same thing? No. Never fired. No, I got fired. What did you get fired for? I used to work in doctor's offices. I was a medical assistant and a phlebotomist. And I got hired by, like, the practice manager And I still Mm -hmm. to this day couldn't tell you what he hired me to do. And nobody else that worked there could tell you what he hired me to do. And he (laughs) was the type of guy that like never showed up to work. So after like two months of me collecting a really large paycheck and doing basically nothing but stream internet shows before anybody was even streaming internet shows in an (laughs) office with the door closed, the two other office managers came in and were like, you're fired because we don't know why you're here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like he doesn't you're like nobody told yeah. me what to do like it's not my fault and they were like you're fired get out of here you're still fired and i got fired i worked at byu of course because everyone is a janitor there once sure, in their yeah. life they say um, custodian now. oh sorry well i was a janitor at the time now it would be considered <laughs> custodian got married and uh I, I was a medical assistant for an acne clinic where um, Mindy Gledhill oh, actually yeah, as a teenager was right. a patient. That's so funny. Just put that together. She messaged me like, oh, did you used to work at the American <laughs> Institute of Skin Care? That's hilarious. Funny. And I'm trying to remember her, but it's it's hard because that was a long, long time ago. So yes, I was a medical assistant. Yeah. Um, And then now I'm here just trying to figure out what I'm doing. So I know. Well, you're waiting for COVID to stop so you can get back to tourism. Yeah. My favorite job so far has been podcasting and working for UC Places, yeah. for sure. They're actually both very enjoyable. I bet. So Shelly needs to speak for a living. We have found that out. Absolutely. Why? I'm such an introvert and I don't like to talk to people. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we want a heavier question or are we going to 
go more serious. I think those are like, I don't yeah. know, that Easter candy one was pretty. Uh, <laughs> She's all tapped out, folks. Yeah, I'm, I'm emotionally <laughs> exhausted. Yes, yeah, let's go heavy. I'm ready. All right, we're going to do one. There were quite a few questions about sort of general, like, when did you know that you were gay? What was the hardest thing about coming out? There were a couple different questions from parents who either have a gay child or a transgender child mm. and are just kind of looking for like, how do I encourage them to be themselves? What I'm going to stick with, I guess, is I know I've heard Mary tell this story, but maybe she's told it on the podcast. I can't remember. But was there a particular moment that you knew that you were gay? I'll let you answer that. And I'm going to figure out how I want to ask the second part of that question. Okay. I was 17. I was a senior in high school. It kind of started the year before. I have to tell this one really quick story. I had a crush on somebody, and we were taking the SAT preparation class. This Nerd. Was in, yeah. <laughs> let, me put up, let me push up my glasses. <laughs> we were in New York State. My family hadn't moved yet to Virginia. We were in New York State. I didn't have my license. She had to drive. It was in the winter, super cold, super snowy up in the Buffalo area in New York. And I would fantasize that she'd be driving us and it would be really blizzardy, and we'd have to pull over and wait for help, and then we'd have to snuggle to keep warm. Ooh. But I was completely straight. Of course. <laughs> obviously. Uh-huh, obviously. So that was my first inkling. And then the next year when we moved, I was actually exposed to gay people for the first time, really. And I took this drama class, and there were a couple of gay people in that class. The idea was just more accepting, also, my pastor that year was discovered to be gay. He was actually let go, shocker, from his job at the church. But I think that was kind of just all, it was all coming together, starting from my junior year through my senior year of high school. And I actually kissed a girl for the first time um, in May of my senior year of high school. So I'd have been 17. Aww. Yeah. I just want to hug teenage Mary. <laughs> I know, because this was not like in the 2000 years. This is back in the 60s. Oh, shut the hell 80s. up. 80s. It was 80s. It was but... in the 80s. And, and I'm trying to pick a fight so we can have makeup sex. Oh, well, oh, let geez. me know later how that goes for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lord. I think I figured out how I want to ask the second part of this question because Shelly has talked about this part of her story a lot on the podcast before. But has there been a particular thing that either a family member or a friend either when you were coming out or at any point, I guess, in your life that has been particularly encouraging and helped you know that, like, you were loved and accepted by them? Has there been something yes. like that? I feel like a, a lot of us have people in our lives that we want to show that love and acceptance to, but we're not actually sure how to say it mm -hmm. or how to communicate it. So has there been anything, and both of you should answer this for sure, like, has there been anything that anyone has said to you or done for you that has helped you feel accepted and loved? Well, my oldest sister made it safe for me to come out to her she actually guessed the name of somebody that I was dating. I just confessed at that point. I said, yeah, that's who I'm talking about. And she just made it really safe and okay for me to tell her the truth. And she was the only one in my family at that time that was okay to talk to. And I will always be grateful to her for just making it okay and, and safe. Oh, I love so, that. Thanks, sis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. Sisters can be Aww. the best. They can be. Shelly, what about you? Yours is more more recent, more fresh. Yeah, I would say to people who are listening, for sure drop the gay talk that's not positive. You know, for example, my 
even in my recent life, before I came out, there would there was a situation where a sister-in-law was so thankful that her son wasn't gay. He was just having sex with a girl, which is better than him being gay. Oh, clearly. So all the negative gay talk, it makes you instantly not a safe person. Whether you would be accepting of gay people or, or not, I, doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. You are not safe. Because whether you would shun me or not, the fact that you think being gay is like, oh, I'm glad you're not gay. Like, you're not safe. Yeah. You're no longer safe. So I would talk about things that are pro-gay, you know, just, you know, talk about your gay friends in a great way. Like, oh my God, I love Lisa and Stephanie or whatever it is, just so sure. that it would be safer. I didn't have any safe people that spoke that way before I came out. I would also say that some of the most encouraging things people have said have actually been to act like it's just completely yep. not a big deal. Yeah. You know, maybe like a high five or like, oh, I'm gay too. Because it seems like when people come say and say, you know what, I, I think it's totally okay. That just makes it sound like there's an option for it to not be gay. Mm -hmm. Was the implication that it isn't okay until you told me that it is totally okay? <laughs> like, thanks right. for that. Yeah. yeah. Also, the comment of, well, I would never judge anyone. Oh, my God. Like, that's... Then, then that's kind of saying, like, that is something that could be judged. Right. Yeah. And in my mind, it's not. I'm just like every other person who is in love with another person. So probably the answer would be nothing. That said, you did have sweet little gay Brian, who is super helpful to you when you were first coming out. Well, absolutely, because he's gay. And so I came out to him in, like, a tearful, I don't know what to do way, yeah. you know. And the reason I came out to him first was because he was gay and I knew he would accept me, which goes back to my point of if people don't think that you will accept them because of comments you made, they're not going to come out to you. Right. Language matters so much. I've learned that a lot with my kids. Like I try to just speak in such a positive or neutral and positive way because yeah, yeah. whatever their sexuality is or whatever their gender orientation identification is, these may not be questions that they've thought about or asked themselves yet, but I mm -hmm. want to make sure that I am a parent that they know that they're safe to talk to. And if I'm making yeah. jokes and saying disparaging things, that that's not, not safe. It's not a safe, it's not a safe thing. So yeah. yeah, I think that is really important. I agree. And on top of that, I'm guessing that your girls who are older than your boy, you never have gone to your girls and been like, so do you have a boyfriend? Oh my God, no. Because that's a, that's an exact assumption. No, yeah. Make it gender neutral. Well, and Ben and I are the kind of parents that like, we literally will pounce on any opportunity to make a situation as like open and inclusive, which yes. for the ages that our kids are, they're 12, 10 and 6. What that basically means is, are we making them feel uncomfortable? If we're making them feel yeah. uncomfortable, we're doing the right thing. <laughs> because <laughs> they funny. do not want to hear us talk about anything like this. Oh, for sure. But in the back of their mind, they know that that yep. you don't care if it's a boy, girl, whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever so that is. will eventually yeah. pay off. They were watching some, the girls were watching some show recently and this boy, like the kids were in an acting class on the show and a boy and mm -hmm. a girl had had to kiss for a scene and the girl was not interested in the boy at all. And he just like kept coming at her and he's like, no, we had so much chemistry. I know you must like me, blah, 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 blah. And I was sitting on the couch just like 
backseat driving this whole story. I'm like, <laughs> she doesn't owe him anything. My ears are open for any opportunity mm-hmm. no, to that's just great. throw shit out like that at my kids. Yeah, Because, you know, they might have been embarrassed at that moment. Like, oh my gosh, mom's talking about uncomfortable things. We don't talk about that with our parents. You're planting a seed oh, yeah. in your daughter's brains that no means no. And you stand up yeah. for yourself. Enthusiastic verbal it. consent all the time. <laughs> yes. Right. I love yes. that. So two things to our listeners. Try to identify someone who seems safe. If you're having trouble coming out, just really look for clues that someone you're going to approach and confide in is a safe choice for you, Mm -hmm. you know, because it is really important to have friends and allies who understand and that you can confide in and and be authentic to. If you're not ready to come out to the entire world, you need to identify one or two people that you can be your true self to. Totally. Mm -hmm. The other thing is I wanted to give a little shout out to my college roommate, Kathy, who was trying to lay the groundwork for me to come out to at the time. I just wasn't ready. And I don't know if she listens or not. She has a child who is going through some sort of possibly transition, or she identifies as maybe queer in some way. I'm not sure of all the details, but she's super supportive of this kid, and I think that's fantastic. Kathy wrote me a while back and said, Oh my gosh, uh, this reminds me of of you and and we were connecting and I just I think that's fantastic. That, I love that. Yeah, I do too. And it was it was in the eighties and it was a hard time to come out. I'm just gonna put that yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a difficult time. Right, uh, Shelly. Do you remember coming out to me? I do. You did. You were depressed. I was. And that's, bored that's and thing. mostly depressed. And I was like, listen, I will tell you a story to oh make Oh my you- God, I remember now. Go ahead. What do you remember? Well, I just it? remember you telling me and me being like, right. And <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking I was gonna blow your mind with my my information and have this be like somehow this amazing thing to pull you out of your depression, which I'm sure it did. I'm sure it um, did. <laughs> And I remember as I was saying it, it was almost like I had already told you, even though I know that I hadn't, but it was like I was telling you in a way that I knew you probably already suspected or that for sure you wouldn't judge me. You'd just be like, okay. I know. I know. I remember you had texted me saying that you were depressed or you were down or you're like, I don't know, life sucks or something like that. And I was like, okay, well, I, do you want to hear a story? Yeah. And I, um, I laid it down. Yeah, I kind of remember that too. And that's, I think, I think why it doesn't stick out to me is because we did have that relationship already. And so I was like, I can't remember when it happened because it just seems like a conversation. It's like, you've been gay the whole time I've known you. (laughs) That's true. And you knew. And you know, what's funny is I had a feeling that a few people in my life knew and I hadn't told them yet, but I just kind of needed to be like, Hey, it's your, it's, it's your business and it's, it's your time to share when you, when you feel comfortable. Those are really great from both of you. Thanks. We'll end a little lighter again. Um, If you could make, and I actually would encourage you to do this, a Latter-day Lesbian cocktail, what would the Latter-day Lesbian cocktail be? Definitely not a virgin anything. Obviously. (laughs) All right. I'm going to let Mary get this one because she's the cocktail snob in our relationship. I've got a good cocktail recipe and I haven't named it. <gasps> so maybe this could be it. Are you going to share it? Wait, what is it? it? Is it proprietary? Yeah, I'm going to share it. No, I'm going to share it right now. You need some sort of nice tequila. I prefer the aged variety, mm. either what, the Anejo or what's that really dark one? I don't know, but I by the way, remember. Paco with a K will sell you oh, tequila. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I don't know how good it is, but yes. I forgot about the $500 <laughs> worth of tequila. Oh my God. Every time I go past all that tequila, I throw up a little in my mouth. We, so yeah. not re- I'm not ready. 
too soon. We drained our tequila bottle last night. Oh my so this god! This is hard times to hear this. We wow. need to come by and like disinfect some bottles and leave them on your doorstep. <laughs> Please do. Pick, pick which flavor Please you do. want. Yeah. Yeah, the flavors are so sweet. What oh. were we thinking? Anyhow. Well, you put enough ice. This is amazing. You were drunk. Mm-hmm. That's what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that's we it. weren't. Yeah. Okay. 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 Tequila. I'm get back to the recipe. Go ahead. Yep. Sorry. Tequila. A nice tequila, hopefully aged. You take a cocktail glass. I prefer a coupe glass. Does anybody mm-hmm. raise your hand if you know what a coupe I glass is? I just learned what a coupe glass is. I told you is. she was fancy. So I'm very fancy. So you can pre-chill that. Uh, you can always put a little ice and a little water and chill that up if you want. In a shaker, you take about an ounce and a half of the nice tequila, pomegranate juice. <gasps> you want about yeah. an ounce of pomegranate juice and a little dash of agave or simple syrup. Okay. You shake that to blend. In your chilled glass, pour, dump out the ice or whatever, put a little bit of mezcal, and you just put in a little, a, like a couple of drops. You don't want much. It's just kind of like Ooh, taking the place of the bitters element. You want a little smoke. Also, in the cocktail shaker, forgot to mention, you want about a half ounce of uh, lemon juice. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, and you blend all that together with ice and strain it into your coupe glass, and that's the cocktail. When this pandemic is over, we are getting drunk on those. They're delicious. Hell yeah. Delicious. All right. Yeah. That's good. It's kind of like a tequila pomegranate old-fashioned sort of. What's what's mezcal? Mezcal well, smoky. Yeah. yeah a little bit we smoke. describe it as a, a smoky tequila. Ooh, I actually have pomegranate juice at home. <gasps> I've got Shit. all the ingredients right now. Let's get drunk oh on LDL cocktail tonight. Oh, my God. FaceTime you me know and what? make me jealous, please. Yes. Yep. And we are going to make a video of this and put it on um, Patreon and Marco Polo channels. You're Love welcome. It. We're just hitting it all, checking all the boxes. We are. Uh-huh. Thank you for that idea, yeah. Diana. And who wrote that in again? Gwendolyn. Oh, Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn thank thanks. you. Awesome. Nice. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Are there more questions on your list for maybe another time? Maybe another time. But I think that's excellent for now. I do too. Well, Diana, thank you for joining us today. Unless, of course, I tell you no a thousand times. (laughs) So here's the thing. Diana said she would not do this with us unless we would FaceTime her so she could see our faces because there's something about podcasting yeah. and being, being able to see a face yeah. that definitely um, helps with the connection and the energy of an interview. Yes. I know. I need it. I, I need to see your faces, damn it. Yes. Well, thank you, Diana. This has been You're really welcome. fun. Yeah, we mi- miss, we you. miss you. We miss mm-hmm. you too. Oh, I love that. That was fantastic. Shall we take one more commercial break? And get into, drumroll please, Patreon. We have new patrons We have new patrons this week. Yes, I'm so grateful and so pumped. (laughs) Let's do it. All right, be right back. We are supported by new dating app. Dating is difficult under even normal circumstances. Then try explaining your nutty religious upbringing to someone. Yeah, like the weird looks you get when you throw out expressions like, uh, what is that, health in the navel, marrow in the... I don't know. Bones. Bones, okay. Strength in the loins and the seniors. Okay, listeners, maybe don't do that. No, don't do it. And now that you've left Mormonism, you've probably been kicked out of the singles ward. So now what? Download new, an ex-Mormon dating app available on both Android and iPhone. Get ready to find post-Mormon love with someone who understands your background. Visit newdating.app and learn more. 
We're back with patrons. Wait, wait, wait. Do we want to give them COVID last names again? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're getting pretty good at it. It, it. it is still COVID season. We it, are still on quarantine. It is. Well, let's start. The very first, and I am saying her first because we are so appreciative to her. Rebecca R., you know who you are. Thank you. We needed that. Rebecca Rescue. Rebecca Rescue, <laughs> as in Rebecca rescued us. Uh-huh. Thank you, Rebecca. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Next one, Tom B., as in, beware of me coughing in your face if I have COVID. <laughs> beware of touching things and then touching your face. Thank you, Tom. Next, Lauren F. F. You want to get this one? Well, first of all, is it Lauren or Lauren? Lauren. <laughs> it's L-A-U. I'm going to go Lauren. Uh, yeah, we don't know. Uh, Lauren F., if it's actually Lauren you tell us. You, you, yeah. Again, if you don't send us in the pronunciation, we're just gonna, we're just gonna wing do what we want with it. it you know? yep. Lauren feels like COVID's never going away. Oh, <laughs> F for feels like. Uh-huh. I like it. Next, Andrew S. Clearly, the S is for sucks. COVID sucks. Or for social distancing or we used staying that one already. safe. We, How about that? Great. I thought we used those last week. I'm going to go with sucks. Sorry, Andrew, your last name is Sucks. <laughs> nice. But we love you. Yes, we do. Last one. Another Andrew. Oh. These are twins separated at birth, okay. both given the same name because the mother couldn't think of two names. All right. Um, that's all not true, by the way. You think? <laughs> okay, what's the last initial? This is Andrew T. T. Mm-hmm. Tired of being quarantined. That was lame, but we're going to go for it because... I can make it exciting by also announcing that Andrew T. has joined channels. Nice. LDL channels. We are having so much fun there that I think I want to announce some channels members as Do well. Do it. By the way, what are some things we have discussed on channels? Uh, recently? Sure. I- I've been reading questions. Yeah. We've been getting to know each other with questions. That's been awesome. Mm-hmm. We had an entire thread. These are video threads, by the way, listeners. So it's so much fun on everyone showing people their tattoos and talking about them. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? That was actually on a Zoom call that Elena Thurston set up for us. We did. She did a tattoo. No, untrue. Really? I mean, yes, that happened as well. But I'm talking in a thread the day before on channels. That was, it was Tattoo Talk? So here's what happened. Is that going to be instead of TED Talks? It's going to be Tattoo Talks? I started with a message and said, hey, do you want to ask me any questions? And Consuela Banana Hammock asked me, do you have any tattoos? And so I started talking about my tattoos. And You just said tits. No, didn't talk about my tits, (laughs) although that's not off limits. (laughs) As large as pie plates. Jesus. (laughs) Cut that band. No, leave it in. We'll see if people listen to the end. This is the kind of goodness you get if you listen to the end of the podcast. (laughs) If you... Count that as goodness. I, don't I know. would say so. Jeez. Anyway, <laughs> my channel video about my tattoo was tattoos plural was then hijacked in a good way by thirty something other video comments about other people's tattoos, which was a wow. lot of fun to go through and watch and get to know people better. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, let's announce some channels members, do shall it. we? Who do you got? Jennifer M. Thank you, Jennifer. What she needs oh, COVID, COVID name? COVID last name M for monstrosity. No. How about might want to cover your face when you cough? <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, then we have Sharna, who on Sharna channels B. is a B, but in real life now she is a C. Oh, well, let's give her a C last name. Sharna Just changed her name. COVID. <laughs> oh, COVID. Duh. COVID. Or Corona. Or Corona. Oh, that was too easy. 
<laughs> Sorry, Sharon, you got stuck with Corona and COVID. And by the way, Sharon is a nurse, so she has been oh, elbows yeah. deep in that. Front line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you, Sharon, for your efforts there. Yes, amazing. Appreciate you. The last one is just, I'm going to read it exactly how it is. We're not going to change the name because it is that good. And by the way, when you sign up for channels or Patreon, you can sign up with whatever the fuck name you want. You can. You can. This channels member is Keats Keats Throat Warbler Mangrove. Thank you, <laughs> Keats Keats Throat Warbler Mangrove. And to everyone else who supports us on Patreon and on channels, you are keeping us afloat. And we love, love, love you. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. If you would like to join us on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash latterdaylesbian. Or on Marco Polo channels, visit latterdaylesbian.org slash polo for more information. Yeah, polo because it's a Marco Polo. That is true. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it is. That's how you find our channel. <laughs> yep, that's what you do. <laughs> thank All you, right, Shelley. let's wrap this up. Let's do it. Thank you, Dan from Extension Audio. We appreciate you as well. Mm-hmm. Thank Thanks you, Dan. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. Mm-hmm. And for the rest of you, remember, steer clear of cults this week. They are no joke. No joke at all. Even in quarantine. Mm -hmm. Just be careful. Mm, Yes. All right. Talk to you later. Mm, Bye-bye. 